Welcome to the audio podcast ministry of The Bridge. In all that we do, our priority is to lead all people from all places to be all in with Jesus. We hope that by providing this message in this way, it will be an encouragement to those of you who have already decided to follow Jesus, as well as a way home for those of you who have not yet said yes to Him. You can find out more, as well as support this ministry, by going to bridgeclarksville.com. Let's jump in. And what I want to hear, let me give you some microphones. Um, What I want to hear is how God has used um, maybe a significant change in your life to transform you. So I know that God often uses change to change us. Maybe it's a move or a loss or just a life change. But what was that change and how did it impact you? And however y'all want to answer is fine. Um, I think that the biggest change for me was when I met my best friend, Savannah. Um, She... I grew up Christian and, like, in church, but I never really, like, believed it. I kind of came because I was told to. Um, And then when I met my best friend, Savannah, she invited me to the bridge. And I came a couple times. And by the third time, when Jesse was talking about, um, he was talking about how forgiving God could be. And at that point, I really, I started crying. And um, I talked to him about, like, wanting to get baptized and moving forward with my faith. Um, so I grew up in the church also, but in 2020, everybody's fabulous year. I know everybody loved it. Um, best of times, worst of times. My husband, uh, we discovered in February, had to have open heart surgery, so I was dealing with that. We had that in July. Um, we had four high school, two seniors, so we had the loss of their soccer and lacrosse seasons, dealing with that, but also got time with them. Open heart surgery comes along, then my father-in-law has open heart surgery, then three weeks later, everybody gets COVID, and we don't know if we're going to get sick. We don't know. Everybody ended up fine. Um, Then the boys go off to college. We have job changes. Um, And it got to the point with my mental health because I was the one that takes everything in and I'm the one that tells everybody it's going to be okay. I didn't have anybody to release that to. So I got to the point I couldn't even leave my house. Um, But because of COVID, nobody really knew. So just dealing with all that. So that did bring about some change with God and how I trusted him. Okay, so I grew up, and I went to church when I was, like, a kid, and then I was away on the weekend, so I didn't have the the chance to, like, go to church, and then there was this one time, I'm not sure what brought me to it, but then I just prayed, and God answered my prayer, and I was just like, wow, you know, and so ever since then, um, I just started pursuing him more and more, and I got closer and closer, and it's just, it's been a little journey, and, uh, and yeah. Um, so my husband and I moved here about a year and a half ago from Oregon and, um, in Oregon, we were kind of in a fight or flight mode for a couple years after COVID. And so after we were done fighting, we decided to leave Oregon and we ended up here in Tennessee, the most random town of all time, but my cousin is here. And so she's like, you're gonna love it, you should come here. So we moved here. Um, We both, my husband and I both grew up uh, Christians, but we never really like committed, I think. Um, So when we moved here, God opened just every door possible for us to get here in the first place and then We decided to try and find a church, went to like one other church, (laughs) and then ended up here, and um, God has moved in insane ways for us since then. So that's how um, we ended up here, and 
uh, yeah, we just recently got baptized a few weeks ago. And yeah, that's pretty much how uh, God's been working in our life. So. Uh, I think for for me, uh, you know, we similar story of moving. Uh, so we've moved quite a bit as a family, uh, and probably back in I think it was November of 2021, uh, we moved here to Clarksville from Washington State, uh, where we lived for uh, close to three years. Uh, our family kind of gotten away from church, uh, just the ebbs and flows of life, COVID, uh, lots lots going on. Uh, I work for this tiny little company that delivers lots of smiles, uh, Amazon. But it was obviously a wild time during COVID uh, for us. And, you know, we moved here, we changed schools, we changed friends, uh, lots happening with that. And we just kind of, like I said, gotten away from, uh, you know, church and, and the Lord. And uh, the girls, we have four daughters, probably seen lots of their pictures up here. Uh, and I think in, in that, the girls had kind of separated as well uh, from, you know, just being a part of the church family. Uh, and similar, we went to try another church, but stopped here uh, on the way, and that was all it took. Uh, we were instantly drawn here, and I think, you know, the girls were very involved. Uh, but for us, it was, it was just a time where God kind of brought us to, to being here, and, and it was important part to watch the girl spiritually grow. Um, my story is a little tiny bit different, but that's okay. Um, so I got pregnant when I was 18 with my daughter, and I kind of felt at that time, because I had a pretty abusive relationship with my parents and the father of my daughter, and I kind of felt at that point in my life that God had abandoned me, and so I abandoned God and decided that I didn't need him in my life. Um, I was a teenage mom with no support. I ended up turning to alcohol and opioids, became addicted to both of them. Um, I spent the next four or five years lost in the darkness of addiction, and I felt like I had nobody, and nobody loved me because God had abandoned me, and he was supposed to be the one person that loved me no matter what, and I just felt like at that point that he didn't, I wasn't worthy of even his love anymore, and it wasn't until I had multiple failed intentional overdoses and ended up in rehab for my daughter that I cried back out to God and asked him what he wanted me to do with my life because I felt like I didn't have a purpose at that point in time, and through him, I ended up in um, an AA and rehab a couple of times. Um, I uh, ended up becoming sober from both the alcohol and the opioids. It'll actually be 12 years and two weeks since I've used. Uh, and uh, I wanted to get back into the church. I had grown up in the church, but like I said, my parents were pretty lukewarm Christians. And we went to a church, my husband and I, and just didn't see eye to eye with how the church was. It seemed like there was a lot of like internal strife, and we just felt like I didn't you know, turn my life over to God to end up back being pulled into gossip and things like that. And so um, a good friend of ours who actually used to go to the same church as us was like, hey, I know you live out there. Have you looked at the bridge? Have you tried it? We've heard great things about Pastor Chad. And so here we are. That's awesome. Thank you. All of those stories, they're, they're so different. And yet I find myself resonating with all of them because it's, 
as much as I love y'all, it's not about y'all, right? It's about what God is doing in you and in your lives, and he's shining through you. So what I would love to hear is, what do you know about God now that maybe you didn't before? Or maybe I don't know about him because I didn't have the same experience. What did you learn about God through all of that? I'll go first on this one. Um, Because I know my husband and I, like I said, we were you know, always Christians and always knew God. But I think the thing that I'm learning the most is he never stops pursuing us. That's something that is like, I knew that he was always there, but um, you just have to kind of let him love you the way that he can love you. Um, Because you can think, you know, oh, I'm a good person and I do good things. And, you know, I'm going to get into heaven. I'll be fine because I've accepted Jesus into my heart. But if you really open up your heart to him, then he will move in you in ways that you never thought possible. So um, I think that was, for me, the biggest thing is letting him in fully and fully trusting and fully committing that he's going to take care of you. I mean, we spent every penny we had to freaking move from Oregon to Tennessee, and here we are still living and thriving. So um, we're uh, happier than we've ever been because we fully committed and fully let Jesus in to help guide us through this journey. Um, I would say that I have found that God is very forgiving. Um, It used to be very hard for me to either forgive myself or to forgive others, if I'm being honest. Um, And I found that God, like, loves unconditionally, and that was really special for me. Um, I discovered I'm a little bit of a control freak, as my husband were driving, um, (laughs) to truly turn things over to God. You can say you turn it over, but to truly truly do that takes a lot a lot of trust and so through those years and this year we've had some issues too I've truly turned it over to God knowing that everything is in his time and according to his will and just trusting in that believing in that that makes a huge huge difference in life so I've also learned how forgiving God is Um, it has helped me to help me to forgive others because, you know, if he can forgive me for all the bad stuff I've probably done, and um, then I could forgive others. Um, and also, I've learned how loving he is, and it's helped me love others and care for others and just have that same passion for others as, you know, he does all of us. So that's, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, for me, similar about uh, loving others, you know, one of the, one of the things that really was kind of struck and stuck with me is just how uh, God will continue to push you to push others. Uh, and I think that that was one of the biggest eye-opening things for me was, you know, I used to not talk about God at work. I didn't talk about, you know, spiritual things at work and uh, things that were important to me because it was always, hey, professionally, personally, you know, you kind of kept those things separate. Uh, but, you know, just over the course of the last year, I've had the opportunity to kind of bring two people, uh, three people at work to know Jesus and actually see two of those three get baptized. Uh, and one was from coming here on Easter Sunday. Uh, and that was kind of that defining moment uh, for them. So I think, you know, again, it's just continue to speak outwards, uh, be proud of the things that you believe in. And I think, you know, God continues to push us and bring people into our lives at certain points, uh, just because you don't know what they're going through in theirs. And sometimes it's just to be a shoulder to lean on and Uh, just an invite that could change somebody's life forever. Where the world will let you down, God never will. 
and it's really reassuring. Um, when I was looking over the questions, actually, I had a really, like, oh, okay moment because I opened my Bible and it came to Romans 5, 8 about how though while we were sinners, Christ still died for us. And that's a really like strong reminder that it's like no matter these terrible things we've done in our life, no matter what kind of sin we may still be living in, that Christ still died for us. Like it's still forgiven and washed away and there's literally nothing that can take his love away from you. And even though, like I said, the world might let you down, like God's always going to be there for you. It's a good promise to rest in. Absolutely. As we get closer to him, I think that he reveals what we need to work on too. Um, the guys kind of answered this. You might have more to say, but what is it that, what challenges have you had to struggle through as far as um, with your own self? What's the, what's the changes that you've had to make as you're getting closer to him? Maria, you want to answer? Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say I've had to, I've had to work on a lot and a lot has changed. A lot has changed. Yeah. Um, oh, who, the people I surround myself with and the things like the situations and places I catch myself at, uh, that's changed. And everybody around me has kind of said that God has like had a big impact on my life. Mason's in college right now, remember, and so he has done kind of a 180, um, and he's brought his friends along with that. So I don't know what all has changed, but I know everything has changed, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mike? Uh, I think one for me is uh, learning how to be a better communicator. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that uh, you think you do really well uh, until you kind of self-reflect, and uh, I think, you know, one of the... Uh, kind of corny, but reading this uh, Fierce Marriage book. Uh, <laughs> Tara's got some feedback, I'm sure, for me. Uh, but one of the things that, you know, that, that I've really been reflecting on is just uh, how Jesus wants us to communicate to others, speak to others, just as he spoke to his people, right? And, uh, you know, for me, it, being in a, a leadership role uh, at work, sometimes you don't get that chance to show emotion or, you know, really connect to, to who you are. And uh, I've really had to kind of self-reflect a lot on that and how am I communicating, you know, what example am I setting uh, for others? And, you know, having four four daughters ages 6 to 15, you got to really be careful of the things that uh, you say and watch that you don't uh, kind of lead, lead those individuals the wrong way as they're uh, growing in their life. So I think it's, it's really about just how you continue to communicate and be more like Jesus in that space. I've learned that prayer is important. Um, you can't just pray when you want things. You can't just be selfish with your prayer. Um, I also know that God, like, really, really pulled me like away from the people that were toxic and hurting me, kind of like you were saying, where it's like you have to be really weary of the company you keep because iron sharpens iron. And that was like a huge change for me because these were my friends, the people that I spent my whole life with doing these things with that I thought would bring me, you know, peace and acceptance. And so like learning to let go of things. I know you mentioned a minute ago about control. Um, like letting God be in control of everything rather than trying to control things myself? Uh, so when we moved here, I left my cosmetology career in Oregon. And if you've ever been to a salon, you know the gossip 
is uh, constant. And I worked in a beauty school. It was full of young girls, and the gossip and the drama was an everyday thing. Um, and I just lived in it, and I just always thought to myself, oh, I'm, I'm a positive person. I'm going to try and, you know, pull these girls from this drama. And then, um, so I thought I was doing great things. I was just like, man, I'm an amazing person, right? And then I left my cosmetology career. My licenses didn't transfer. It's a messy situation. So now I'm here doing something else. Um, but I was still kind of in that, like, gossipy mindset. Like, I was still wanted to hear everyone's problems and then try and fix it. Um, that's not my job. Uh, so that was something that I had to kind of let go of was, um, you know, stop trying to be like the fixer. And also, um, I was, even though I was trying to be the fixer, I was still involved. And I would still see really negative things in people. And I would still be like, oh my gosh, that person is this and that person's that. And so that's something that I'm really working on is um, just trying to, uh, you know, not be so judgy because that's human nature. Everybody is judgmental, right? Um, but I'm trying really hard and God is helping me just kind of say, okay, this person has walked this path and that person has walked that path and that is their own fight with, um, with Jesus. So I'm just uh, really working on, you know, trying to let go and let God, as corny as that sounds. <laughs> Um, so about a year ago, I was diagnosed with OCD, and that was really hard for me because I felt like I always had to be in control, and it was hard for me to um, like even go to my parents about certain things, so sorry. Um, I'm sorry, um, but like it was like relieving being able to have like, or being able to go to God. Um, and like you were saying, like with prayer and stuff, um, so yeah. Um, and I think it probably goes with you, with community, having community surrounding you, people that have like values that you can talk to, that can pray for you, that you can pray with them and realizing you're not the only one going through things. Other people are going through things, but people don't want to share that. And so when you let your guard down a little bit, you realize everybody else has something. And so when you have that community that you can share things with, and encourage each other, that makes a huge difference. And that's, the past couple of years has been huge. Yeah. And you found that in women's group yes. and Gracie's found that <laughs> in our teen ministry, but it is when we hear other people are dealing with the same stuff. And when we see people further along that, well, if God got them through it, then he's going to get me through this. Yeah. So it takes bravery to share our stories, whether it was 12 years ago or last year, you know, or yesterday, but he does, he's working and all of that. And a lot of you mentioned community in different forms, but what else have you turned to? Is there any sort of like practice or scripture that you've turned to when you're in times of change or that God's just been sh bringing up for you a lot in this last year? Um, I would say just reading your Bible. Um, that is something that has like really helped me. Like when I feel like I can't ask a question, which I think I've gotten a lot better with asking questions. Um, but when I feel like I can't like find an answer or I didn't, I feel like I didn't get an answer, just like reading my Bible. Um, it's like an answer key. So just like being able to like find the answers there. Um, I don't know if anybody's dealt with anxiety before, but your body feels like it is just buzzing. And so when I went to talk to somebody, the first thing they told me was be still. And that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do, just be still. And then over the course of women's Bible studies and different things, that common occurrence, the be still from God. Be still, know that I am God. 
And so just those moments of when something, it's just take that time to be still. Focus in on God knowing that he is there, that he will be there for you. Be purposeful in your prayers. I'm very deliberate in my prayers now, knowing everything will happen in his time, not my time. It is his time. So I would say just praying continuously, praying when you wake up and just putting God first all the time. And my mind just kind of went blank on me. So, uh. how, what, how would you encourage other college students, though? What would you tell them? I do tell them to mm-hmm. put God first and to just always seek him, try and... Try and I lost again. Uh, seek his will. Do what he wants you to do. Yeah. And kind of not what you want to do. Yeah. See what would glorify him and kind of not yourself. Yeah. You've really changed your priorities around yeah. peace first. Yeah. Mike, how, what would you encourage people who are leading their families, leading in their business? What would you say to them? Uh, I think you switched the question up on me a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> No, no, so uh, for me, yeah, for me, uh, you know, it's, I have a hard time with the being still part. Uh, I have terrible ADHD uh, and like just taking the time and like being very dedicated and committed, right? Uh, if you think about it, like commitment, not compliance, uh, and you're like truly committed to, to driving yourself to be a better uh, person in God, for God and uh, for others. Uh, I have a long ride in every morning uh, to go to Nashville, uh, work out of the, the office there. Uh, praise and worship songs uh, constantly on the radio gets my mind straight in the morning. Uh, it's really good to decompress before I get home. Uh, for our family, uh, Trusting God is one of our favorite songs. Uh, and, you know, it's, you just have to do it. Uh, no matter what you're going through, no matter what it is, you know, trusting God that he's going to find his way and help you through whatever it is. To kind of piggyback off of that, my playlist has changed dramatically. <laughs> uh, when we were back in Oregon, I mean, I was like a R&B hip hop girl, and I love, you know, Beyonce and Rihanna and all that secular stuff that makes you feel like you're on cloud nine. Um, but I've changed my worship or my music to all worship music, pretty much that and country because Tennessee. Uh, so. <laughs> Um, I've really embraced um, country, and so has my husband, which is like a huge step for him because he didn't listen to country at all. Uh, anyhow, so yeah, just surrounding yourself um, with wor- like words that are for God will change your mindset and mindset and your overall physical feeling um, because secular music has a way of you know it's it's um, superficial feel good. It's not real. And so, um, yeah, my playlist is called Worship My Way, and uh, there's tons of good stuff on there. I've had a lot of fun trying to find worship music that are good for my kids, too, because they don't always want to listen to the same stuff I do. So, uh, Forrest Frank, for all you moms and dads with younger kids, you like him? See? I know what I'm doing. Uh, Yeah, so worship music is huge for me. It's changed uh, my life dramatically. I try to play it as much at home, in the car, whether my kids like it or not. Um, And then also I have a a devotional. I never did a devotional before, and it's really helped me kind of dissect what God wants for me um, and for my family. And so I have a um, a devotional that I'm in the smack dab in the middle of right now, and it's been a lot of fun. 
Maria, give us a little encouragement. People who are facing change, people who are trying to trust God, what would you tell them? God hasn't forgotten you. That's it. That's it. Thank y'all for sharing your stories. Anybody want to say anything else? Gracie, Gracie's got something. Um, one more thing I just wanted to say. Um, another big thing for me was finding community and, like, finding other people, like, my age especially. So um, I used to go to, like, small groups and things like that. Um, well, I kind of went to them. I was told to go to them, and then I'd go hide in the bathroom until it was time to leave. But... Um, when I came to, when I was brought to Elite, um, which is the teen ministry, that is when I really um, found God. And I did it for myself, not because I was told to. Um, and it was really nice. And I think that was like the biggest change for me was finding other people my age um, that cared about me. So That's awesome. Oh, Mason's got something else too. You got, you got it? <laughs> yeah. Don't let it slip right. down. It might. Just might. Okay. Okay. I would say... I think it did. I think it might have. Uh, so, I know, we'll just uh, talk for a second. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to wrap this up with what I can go with. I'm, you know, community is big, important. Sharing with people. Go, here we go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, everybody, everybody struggles with their own, their own situation and own, own things that you struggle with and just pray about it and seek God for it and talk to him about it and he will help you get through it. Um, that was it. That was it. <laughs> we all give them a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. If you live in the area, we hope you will soon join us in person. If you were unable to do that, we hope you will continue to stay connected with us by following this podcast and sharing it with your friends. For more information, go to bridgeclarksville.com.